You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. Michael McIntyre here, your humble host here at the Next Level Podcast. I'm McIntyre. Hey, today in Studio Lamb, we have a special guest. We have one of our superstars here, our resident superstar, Nicole Lamont is here, and uh, she's going to share some insight about her profession and about how she helps people in different ways, holistic ways, with emotional, with psychotherapy, with coaching. And look, there's there's a lot to this. And I think it's really important that we dive into it. And I'm excited because Nicole's also our captain at the Next Level Experience for the last couple of years. And yeah, she's all that and making it happen. So welcome, Nicole. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show again, Michael. Absolutely. So when we met, I guess it was three or four years ago, you'll probably know better than me, I think maybe four, didn't know anything about you. You came in, I think, from hearing something about Sean Bowles on the podcast. And at the time when you came in, I didn't know, but you you had a master's degree in psychology and and you're super educated and super smart. And you were telling us you were working with the federal government with some prisoners. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I did hear about the next level experience. I heard your interview with Sean Bowles in 2019 and it came up to Dallas and met you and your family. Yeah. And I've just been so it's been life giving to be with your family and to be part of the process. And yes, when I came, I was working with the federal government with men who had just gotten out of penitentiaries and they were in recovery. Wow. Some of them by choice, some of them voluntold type yeah, of thing. Right. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. yeah. I remember you sharing a story because every time I'm, we, we've been all over the country with you and with Next Level Experience and every time we get to hang out, you know, we hear more stories, especially when we were down in West Palm Beach, we heard, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story from Nicole. <laughs> and I, I love it because you're, you, you've got such a rich history in many different things. And so, you know, I think I, I want our audience to hear some of your history and, and with other things too. But so tell us, because I, I think what, you know, Stacey and I and Brianna were talking the other day that we can do, you know, you got a book about, you, you need to write a book about this, but then also we need to make a TV movie about you <laughs> counseling these uh, people. And I got to, you know, one of the things you shared with us um at uh, MBA recently is about how you were counseling to homeless people as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was like kind of an intern or a residency for you. How, how did that come about? So if we back up a little bit, I had my undergrad in early childhood development and education. And so that really gave me the opportunity to see um, a little bit how personalities are formed and how you know, children learn to respond to things. And then once I got into the classroom, all the teachers started giving me their boys with the quote unquote behavioral problems. <laughs> Which because, is all of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> At mm -hmm. one point in their life. Yes. Yeah. And so then that's when the Lord really dropped it in my heart that I could be doing 
more working one-on-one -on -one with these children, not um, in a classroom setting. And so really quickly after I got my bachelor's, I went in and got my master's. And when I was in my internship portion, a mentor professor that I had kind of challenged me and got me out of my comfort zone and said, hey, I really think that you need to work with adults. I think you need to step out of your familiarity with children and come into working with adults. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I, I yielded to that. I listened. And then he matched me with the homeless population in San Antonio. Wow. That, wow. that was incredible because I'm working with people who are high on drugs, mm -hmm. who have been deceived so much into thinking that they choose homelessness. Like that's a better option for them than living with their family or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever other circumstances there are. And so just really in the trenches at that point. And wow. then it just continued to work with populations like that. A lot of women who came from abuse and mm -hmm. a lot of women who were uh, you know, I mean, physically, emotionally, there's a lot of rape in there, women who've had a lot of abortions, that kind of stuff. And so I did that. And then the Lord moved me into working with the San Antonio Police Department. And then I did crisis. So then we were going out to the people who were suicidal, homicidal, or just mentally decompensating. Mm -hmm. And so very disoriented, didn't know what was going on. We were kicking down doors and saving people from overdoses, that kind of stuff. Wow. That was that was a trip. That was really fun. And then through a mentor lady from church, I had kind of told her that I really wanted to transition into private practice, not fully, but I wanted to get my foot in the door there. And so that was in 2017. And then that's when I really started working with couples and people maybe who still had problems, but they had a little bit more stability in life. And so then that's kind of where I've been since then. Awesome. What a story. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, just being out there, what, what, I mean, being in the hands and feet of Jesus out there with the homeless people and trying to work with them, it must've been rewarding and also frustrating at the same time. Cause I'm sure, you know, with the mental disorders or, or being intoxicated or high on drugs, it's hard to get through to people. Yes. Very hard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What got you through those days? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> just right. remembering that like, and remembering healthy boundaries, like I only can do what I can do. Yeah, It's not my job to save them or save the world. That's on Jesus. Yeah. But I have to be an open vessel for that process for them. I have to show up for them. And then that's it. When my time yeah. with them is over, that that's it. Over. That's all I can do. Amen. Yeah, you're kind of like the Ananias, you know, taking the message over to, you know, to Saul, and that's all you can do, right? And so if, if Saul's ready to receive the message, great. If not, there's not much more you can do. I think uh, Jesus talks about that. If they don't want to receive you, shake the dirt from your sandals and move to the, move forward. And I think that's really important because sometimes as believers, as people that want to help, you know, we, we turn people into projects, which I think is a mistake, yes. you know, yes. and I think that's really a mistake because that that may then it make, makes it about you instead of about them and uh, then you become an enabler rather than a helper so that's a good mm -hmm. point okay so mental illness all right and you know it's 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 got a lot better rap in the, probably the last i don't know 10 years maybe 5 years especially since the pandemic you know, because the pandemic kind of put people who are already on the edge, some of them over the edge, right? I know I've worked right. with some people that, you know, found out that, you know, they really had an alcohol issue during the pandemic, or they had a mental crisis or paranoia or massive fear, which affected the whole planet in, at some 
someplace, you know, I, I, you know, so this is in, I think one of the things too, that I've really liked is the fact that people can get on the phone Mm -hmm. on zoom and have a session with people without having to go to an office laying down in the proverbial couch. Right. I think that's, that's been transformative also, I think since the pandemic, maybe even sooner than that, but I know at one time Stacy and I started a telemedicine company too back before it was cool. And so, <laughs> so how, how has your practice transformed here in the last five years, would you say? And, yeah. and what is it that you, what, what, what do you find mo- more prevalent and is there still a stigmas out there that, that used to be? Yeah, it's a good question. Okay. So if we kind of break that down a little bit, when I was working with the people where I really felt in the trenches, their issues were obvious, right? I mean, you can see that walking up, but I think what COVID did during that whole time is it held up a mirror in front of everybody that they were putting down for a long time. And it was, they were able to do that out of busyness. So their work kept them busy, all being out of the house kept them busy, all the stuff. And then COVID really reintroduced them to themselves. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. depression went way sky high in numbers Mm -hmm. and divorce went way sky high in numbers because people were actually getting confronted with their stuff. Right. And so- Yeah, I think that that just brought a light into a lot of people's realities, which was really needed, but it was hard because not a lot of people wanted to look there, but I think it's been great. And then what I noticed too is because of all the restrictions on, you know, going out in public and all that sort of stuff, it just completely opened the door and redefined therapy. Like you can do it from your home. You can do it Mm -hmm. with video. You can do it with phone. You can do anything like that. And that's what Breakthrough Endeavors does too. We're very flexible with that, with what the client wants to do. And so that has been really, really cool to see that transition yeah i love that too and i think i think it's so needed i know i looked up on your website here and i just wanted to highlight a couple things because i think it's really good you create a space for healing and breakthrough in emotional relational and spiritual health and i'm sure you get you i I know you you know counsel christians but you also counsel non-believers too yes 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 50 percent probably is non-believers see i love that because look you know, people always criticize me, McIntyre, why do you go to Starbucks? Why do you go to Central Market? You know, they're all, you know, socialist and they're paying money to Planned Parenthood. I get that. I do. I understand that. But that's where I need to take Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to come in the belly of the beast and say, hey, you know what? Here I am. And and just, even if I just pray with the barista uh, or, or say something about Jesus to the cashier, you know, it's just something to bring in that and, 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 and pray in tongues over the church, over the, the restaurant or over the, the, the supermarket. I just think it's really good. I think, I think sometimes as believers, we feel we have to stay around believers a hundred percent of the time. And I think that's, that's missing the mark. I love that you have the 50% and half of the people out there and, I just think that's good. So the other thing you talk about here is, is that your approach, we partner with you to bring about your desired goals. Breakthrough Endeavors utilizes a unique combination of best practices and professional skills, including psychotherapy, talk therapy to explore your issues, contributing and present and uh, day and concerns, counseling to support and gain perspective resolve, because perspective is really important you know, in counseling, you know, because sometimes we don't see it because we're so close to the trees and then coaching too, they help people get their goals and achieve their goals. I love the way you do this, Nicole. And so uh, I want you to share with, with our listeners is, is, you know, 
what what are some of the challenges? Obviously, during the pandemic, divorce was huge because everybody realized, you know, who they're actually living with because they, mm-hmm. they can't leave the house, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 all their stuff come up, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, they realized they wanted to redo their whole living room, right? And so, yeah. you know, they 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 found other distractions. But what what is it? You do marriage therapy. You do you know counseling. You do people who are just struggling with day to day issues. What what is yes. what is your practice primarily focused on? Okay, so I have kind of two categories. One is trauma, and so that's okay. where we do a deep work on things that people have experienced, and we have to get to the root of this stuff. We can't. I don't like doing just behavior modification. So you know, giving you things to do, it's going to be temporary, right? You're going right. to change your behavior for a little bit, but as soon as therapy's over, as soon as you get bored, whatever, mm-hmm. retriggered, you're going to be right back in that same mess, right? So we have yep. to do the deep work there. And then the other category is dysfunction, and sometimes people call that trauma, but it's not dysfunction. Everyone has it. And if you, mm-hmm. if I ever hear somebody say I don't have any dysfunction, then I'm like, okay, you're swimming in the river of denial. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're human, you got it. Right. Yeah. And so with that work, that tends to show up in relationships, right? So pre-marriage, marriage counseling, that sort of stuff, couples counseling, if they're not married, the problem is their dysfunction because their dysfunction showing up in the relationship. Right. And so that's what we do. Then we get to the roots of that. Well, where did you learn that? And what you were talking about of perspectives, that's a lot of what it is. It's the narratives that they've been telling themselves It's the Mm. narratives they've been operating out of. That's how their life works. And then we expose these things and really figure out, okay, how can we change the way that we're viewing these things? And how do we speak a different language, like our partner's language? How do we understand what they're Mm -hmm. saying, like in their heart, what they're trying to communicate Mm -hmm. instead of picking up offense and becoming defensive? Right. So those are kind of the two things that I would say that's are good. The big pieces. Yeah, I think that's really good. It, you know, I mean, I think therapy is needed more times than it's not, you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean that you're ready to go into the booby hatch because you get counseling, okay, that they're going to have, you know, back in the day, you know, the van would show up with a straight jacket. That's not the way it is anymore. It's, just, yes. it's a different world. And I think there's so many people that need help. And, and listen, I've had help. I've had therapy before, and it's wonderful. And it helps. Be, and you, we think because I do so much work in, you know, coaching and, and transformational and experiential learning, you think that you, you know, you don't know it all and you need to have, you need to take yourself out of that, that, that narrative and let somebody else come in and, and help you and love on you in that way that you might not be able to see. Right. Yes. And, and that that that's where, you know, Stacy and I and, and, you know, our children, people say, hey, listen, let's let's go out here and let's talk to somebody about this situation. Because, look, there's a lot of times when you want to have that professional, private relationship. And I think that's really important. I think it's a it's a gift. And especially if you have somebody that's a believer, which is really special, but your confidentiality is just like pastoral confidentiality, I presume, or professional confidentiality. So people can feel safe speaking with you in a private session. Yes. 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 Very confidential. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to create that safe space. And if you do, then you can get some work done. Okay. The other thing is too, and I'll, and I might, I might be wrong on this. So I know you'd be shocked. (laughs) (laughs) but i've also i've coached some people some really good successful people uh, and they've been in therapy for like five six seven years now stacy and i've had this conversation i think you know that's a long time and with the same therapist now i don't know if that's normal 
Nicole, or is that exceptional? I think it used to be very, very normal Mm -hmm. because in the history of counseling, not everybody had access to it, right? It was a little bit for the elite. And so when you were there, a lot of people stuck with their, they, with that relationship, they built Mm -hmm. that rapport and then they were the go, that was their go-to. And so that was a lifetime relationship that they would have, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they would go to them when they got married and then maybe they had kids and there were kid issues and they're going to the same person, right? So it's this lifetime relationship that you can have. But what I've seen a big shift right now is now therapy is trendy. Everybody wants a therapist, Mm -hmm. right? It's just the thing that you have right now. And it's so accessible. You have like a hundred apps that you can go out there and get a subscription to. And so what I find in that, though, is you're only getting about 1% of those people that actually want to change. The rest are just doing it because it's, you know, it's a trendy trendy. thing to do. Yes. But when you were talking about the stigma over it, the people, the way I see it is people that show up for counseling, they're ready for change. They're ready for that Mm. forward movement. And they're like, I don't want to keep figuring it out on my own. Just like when you're doing a business, when you're building and launching a business, you want experts there helping you do this thing. You don't want to figure this out every day over and over by yourself and troubleshooting by yourself. That's kind of how I see therapy. Hey, let me get a professional in to help me. So I'm not spending five years in therapy. So I can get this done in six to eight months and move on with my life. Right. And maybe I come back for maintenance. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. All right. So, all right. So tell me this, because I think I want our listeners out there for those that may, might be having a difficult time, might be having, even if it's a financial situation, because I coach a lot of people through their financial stuff. Right. And uh, I enjoy that because they get, I think the enemy really comes in, works with our money stuff, really, you know, bad I you know tells us lies about the money so I, I love when I can help people get bro- breakthrough on their on their money stuff but and I know you can help that as well but I think a lot of people want to find that that therapist and I, let me ask you is it important to have chemistry it might be the wrong word with your therapist or is it what is it that you look for because I know that you've told me before that you know sometimes you know and I've heard from other therapists too sometimes this is not a good fit and other times it's like yes I see it's going to be a good breakthrough in this situation what what is it how, how does that show up for you Nicole yeah so the way I see it is I think the rapport matters kind of it, surface level okay yeah. so in order to get the work done people need to feel safe and they need to feel that they can trust you. When you can get that established, then you can do some really good work. But when that doesn't happen, a lot of the times the client just isn't ready. And so no one is going to be a good match for them sometimes, right? Because they're just offended at everything. But also sometimes that therapist could remind them of their mom or their Mm. dad or their husband that was abusive Mm. or whatever it is. And so, you know what, let's get somebody that you feel safe with, right? Let's move on. But if you're moving on and moving and you can't find one, then there's an issue with you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not them. It's you, bro. All right. I get that. That's good. That's really good. So, and you usually know, don't you, in the first consult? Yes. Okay. And so how does it, let's say somebody says, okay, I'm ready for some therapy. I've got an emotional baggage here. I've got, you know, maybe, you know, they're having struggle in their marriage and the husband wants to break through with the marriage, but they don't know how, because, you know, you know, whatever the reason is. And so he won't confront his wife or won't talk to his wife. And so if they call you, let's say a husband calls you, Will will you make the, make sure they know their wife is notified, or is that in confidence? I follow their lead. Okay, okay. so if they're saying, "Hey, I want some counseling. My marriage is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Can you help me with this?" 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's do that. Well, I want you to reach out to my wife. Okay. Send me her email, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to push this. I'm going to introduce myself and you're going to get CC'd on this email. We're going to keep everything open. And if she's into it, yeah, we'll definitely do that. And sometimes what happens is the partner wants their own, a couple sessions by themselves, Mm -hmm. then we'll do the couples therapy. They want to feel safe too, coming into this thing and making sure that there's not a bias or that they're going to get understood or whatever it is they need to reassurance of. Let's establish that. And then let's move forward and do the couples counseling. That happens a lot. That's good. That's really good. Okay. So gosh, I want to say probably 35 years ago, Stacey and I had couples therapy. (laughs) And, you know, we were so stupid and immature, but it was good. And, you know, I'm pretty good at what I do and Stacy felt out, outnumbered and that the that the counselor took my side. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you balance that? Yeah. Okay, well this comes back to it's probably the issue of the client. <laughs> okay? Because why do we feel that way? Is this has that been the narrative of our life? Are we victimized has this victimization been our life story, that's right? Good. Where yeah. there's somebody that's up against that's trying to call us out and help us and we're seeing that as unfair. Yeah. We're seeing that as being attacked, yeah. right? That's a lie straight from the enemy. Somebody's really trying to help you and they're trying to stand for your marriage. That's and good. if you can't let them in, then you're wasting your time. You got to move on to somebody else, right? Yeah. And sometimes it there is the therapist that does start to develop a bias, right? And mm-hmm. then that's on the therapist to have that awareness, that self-awareness of, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. Maybe it's time to get rematched or maybe I just need to deal with my own thing, which is why it's really important for all therapists to either have their own therapist or mentors or coaches that they're working with because we we are humans too we have our own stuff that we have to work through and rob and i have come to you guys many times (laughs) for couples counseling yes you have and we and we love it when you come to us too all right so i you know i'm the other time that stacy and i had counseling therapy was when her dad suddenly died and uh he was 53 years old and it was a sudden death and it was quite shocking and i it was really really hard and that helped a lot and it did and we did we probably should have did it longer but i was under you know a lot of things going on but we did go in and then i did have some sessions by myself as well which i think were very good and then later on you know i had some more sessions and i think that i you know because that was the first time somebody really close to me died and it was unexpected it was such a traumatic shock you know Cause we were working together every day and, you know, he was coaching me and he was like a dad to me that I didn't really have. And, and I know, you know, he, Stacy loved him and he loved his daughter. Anyways, it was just, it was just really hard for a whole year. It felt like it was cloudy, stormy weather every day. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was just horrible. And so when we reached out for that grief counseling, it was good. I was so young though. I didn't realize, you know, how, you know, the traumatic effect was on there. So when when somebody does die unexpectedly like that, is is that the time when they should really seek that grief counseling? And and do you do grief counseling? I do. That's not my expertise though, but I do help people with that. Yes, because it is trauma. It can fall under that, especially if it was unexpected, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if a person's open to it, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Get in there and do it. And it doesn't matter. The work is not always done in that time period, just like our whole life. God reveals things 
down the road in our life and we can deal with something and then he'll take us back to that and show us something else that was there. Right. Mm -hmm. But that therapy that you started that got you through that season of life. And so Mm -hmm. if it comes back up again, it's the Lord calling you to do a deeper work there. Okay. Let's get back to it. Right. But just trusting the process is what people hate hearing, but that's what you do. (laughs) If you're open to the therapy, Mm -hmm. get in there and get started with it and let the Lord show up and work with what he's ready to work with you on. So good. That's really good. All right. So, you know, the the other thing too is I think in therapy, which a lot of people may might do nowadays, is if they if their life continues to show up the way they, they don't want it to, you know, the, the definition of insanity, right? Yep. And they can't figure it out. And five years go down the road, 10 years go down the road, and their bank account still struggles and their, you know, their their weight issue still struggles or their financial st- still struggle. Would that be a good time to come in for some therapy and have a few sessions and see, you know, maybe, you know, they have a blind spot that needs to be revealed? Yes. And there's a lot of clients that come in like that. And this was kind of going back to the other 99%. They just want somebody to reassure them that they're fine. You know, poor you. You Yes, you are a victim to this. No, it's not your fault, right? That's what they're looking to hear. They don't want to hear you got to try something different because what Mm -hmm. you've been doing for 10 years isn't working, Mm -hmm. right? But as long as they're coming in for a session, I'm going to assume that they're there for change. Until they prove otherwise, I'm going to be standing in the gap for them to get whatever they want to change. But that's going to come down to them. Are they really ready to try something different? Yeah. And, you know, the, the the quote I love is, you know, the only time change occurs is when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Because, listen, change sucks, man. It just does. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know anybody that says, oh, yeah, let's change everything up because I'm ready for that. I mean, my staff used to love it when we went on vacation. I, I remember we went to Europe for 30 days. I think they threw a party for two days because there was not going to be any change for 30 days. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think I'm ADDHD cubed and I'd come in there and make changes all the time, which is not good. <laughs> and that was part of my immaturity. But yeah, change is hard, but, it, you know, but nobody's ready to make the change until they're ready to make the change, you know? Yes. And then what, then I think you do the work. So, all right. How does your business work? If somebody wants to get a hold of you and say, Nicole, I've been wanting to get a therapist, a believer, a Christian therapist, you know, you seem like it, you're married, you're, you've got a business, you guys, you know, you guys got it going on. Obviously you're a McIntyre certified coach, which makes you far superior than anyone yes. else on the planet. Yes. Uh, how, how, how do I get a hold of you and how do we work this out? Okay, so two ways. They can go to breakthroughendeavors.com mm-hmm. and you can just click to set up an intake appointment. It's free. It's 10 minutes. You get a, on a phone call with me and we get to see if it's a good fit and what are we going to be working on. The other way is they can email me at Nicole at breakthroughendeavors.com and just tell me, hey, I'm looking for this. Give me a time frame because what they're looking for may not be on the calendar. So mm-hmm. just ask for something else and we can probably make that happen. So they can go to breakthroughendeavors.com and schedule an intake, or they can reach out to me, send me an email, Nicole at breakthroughendeavors.com. Okay, great. Now I have my producer, Darren, put those on the show notes to both your, your website and your social media and your email. And I like your, I like your Instagram posts. I think it's really cool. You're getting very <laughs> creative with it, Nicole. And uh, spending. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing exploring. Great. I have no idea what I'm doing, but uh, I'm trying to great. figure it out. You're doing really great. So y'all should check out her Instagram post at Breakthrough Endeavors and get on there and start following Nicole. So if you need some therapy, if you want to have some discreet therapy, if you want to have some 
therapy from a professional that uh, is Holy Spirit filled, that loves Jesus and is educated in this. And she can help you. She's seen it all. She has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's seen it all. So nothing's going to shock her. And she's not in judgment. She's into healing, emotional psychotherapy, coaching. And uh, yeah. So Nicole, tell me this. What is it? I know that we've been working together through MBA and doing some cool stuff. What is it that you are you reading anything interesting right now? Let's see. I just finished the I'm going to mess up the title. The Dark Night of the Soul. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. That All was right. interesting. And okay. then I'm in Matthew, the sermons, Jesus's sermons. Oh, sermons on the mouth. Yeah. 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 Yes. You, you know what? Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, it's one that really sticking out right now for me is the the Matthew in the parable of the vineyard and how, you know, he pays everybody different, you know. Yes. God pays everybody different. And I had some rabbis tell me that what they believe, some converted rabbis, but they believe it shows you that heaven's not going to be fair. Absolutely and, not. And yep. I mean, you, we're going to be shocked. Some of us, some of us born again Christians, they are going to get up there and say, what, what are you doing in here, bro? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I love that because I think life's not fair and it's just, it's just freaking not. And so I think sometimes as believers, as Christians or wannabe believers, or people who try to find out why, you know, they, they think they're atheists. It's just, that's just the way it is. And I think, will we ever understand it? Maybe, maybe not. But I think that's really powerful that that's, and I think that what that does for me mm -hmm. is about judgment. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so how do you deal with that? Because as, you know, sometimes as entrepreneur, as you know, we do a lot of work in NLE and stuff. How do you keep off of judgment? What's, what's the best thing you can tell? Cause I know, Everybody gets into it, right? And that's why there's, you know, yeah. Matthew talks about that, or I think it's in Matthew or John about, you know, do not judge if you don't want to be judged. And so how, do, what's the best psychological or therapy work, the word that you can share with us, some inside information on how to get through that? Okay. So I think you call this, you know, that double reversal type thing. So this is the way that I like to do this is the, the thing going out there is the phrase, it's not about me. Right. And so mm -hmm. you just say, you know, oh, that whatever it is, that's not about me. The way that they're responding to me is not about me. The what they have going on in life, that's not about me trying to get out of comparison and stuff. But I want to flip that and say, this is all about you. This is all about the way that you're showing up. This is all about the way that you're responding. This mm. is all about you picking up a fence. This is all about your victimhood. This is mm. all about your comparison. Deal with you. You will have no time to judge anyone else. Zero <laughs> time to go there. Let the Lord in and work on you. Don't worry about what's happening in anybody else's life. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard it live here on the Next Level Podcast with McIntyre. Some really good free mental therapy that you can really <laughs> use like right now. I can use that too. You know, because I mean, we walk around in an offensive world, right? We take on a fence. And I think, you know, that book, Bait of Satan, talks about that a lot. Yes, too. John Bevere's. John yes. Bevere. I mean, what a fantastic book. And I, and I so, because I do, I, you know. I had somebody text me this morning, you know, and they said something to me and I took on a spirit of offense and rejection. And I thought, okay, wait a minute, I got to walk through that. And so I did, and I reached out and I did some, I, I, I made a text back to him and, and went beyond what I wanted to, but I felt better after I did that. So I, mm -hmm. you know, I, it doesn't mean you won't get offended, right? You're going to get, right. Offended, right. 
Yes. But you just need to make it about you and not about the other person who's offending you. Yes. Yes. And that's kind of the stigma on therapy. Therapy, they think, oh, this is going to be all about feelings. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to make a whole space for feelings and be in the feelings. And it's like, no, that isn't. It's about discernment. But you got to acknowledge those feelings first. You have to acknowledge that offense first. You can't pretend like it didn't happen because once you acknowledge it, then you get to see what's on the other side of it. If you don't and you keep being in that denial, nothing's ever going to get fixed. Oh, that's so good. I mean, you know, we get the feeling of hunger and spaghetti takes care of that, but that doesn't solve your life, right? Right. It's not about feelings. So listen, Nicole. Lamans, you are the bomb. And thank you so much for being so next level. Thank you for all that you give. Listen, if you're looking for a therapist, if you're looking to somebody to talk to, whatever issue it might be, uh, Nicole is a professional. And I think you're going to really enjoy your consult with her and your therapy session. And look, man, I mean, we all need it at some point in life, you know? Yeah. Uh, And we have. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. If somebody isn't really ready yet, but they want to know a little bit more about Breakthrough Endeavors, this month we're releasing a free course on renewing your mind. And so it's going to be out for 30 days that you can get it free. After that, we're going to kind of charge for that. But if you want to check it out, if you want to see what it's all about, if you want to get some tools and resources, you can go on to Breakthrough Endeavors under courses and you can get access to that renewing your mind. It's awesome. And I know your fee, and I'm not going to say it, but the fee is very reasonable compared to other fees. And so I think, you know, you get a big bang for your buck, so to speak, and you get somebody that's a Holy Spirit filled and a believer and educated and that understands where you're coming from and not mm-hmm. in judgment. Yes. Because yes. that's why that's why I don't have my therapy. License. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plus, I'm not going to go get back to college. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicole, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're amazing. You are uh, such a blessing to the McIntyre establishment and our uh, family. And uh, we love you and Rob. And when's Rob coming home from Poland? He'll be here for Thanksgiving and then he'll go back and then he'll be here for sure permanently in January. So he did get stationed back here? Yeah. Do you know where at? No, we don't. But we just know he'll be back in the States. All right. All right. So it's awesome. Her husband's in the Navy. He's a cyber expert and a patriot, and he's serving his country well. So we're proud of him for that. All right, Nicole, have a great week. Thank you so much for being next level, sister. Thank you, Michael, for hosting me on here. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.